Do you want more energy and less cravings? You might be on a blood sugar roller coaster. A lot of times when we're not balancing our blood sugar with the foods that we eat and the way we live our lives, we end up with lousy energy and those cravings to dig into candy or snacks throughout the day. Or maybe you need to work on lowering your blood sugar numbers. Maybe you've been to a doctor's appointment recently and you were told that you have elevated blood sugars or prediabetes. Or maybe you struggle with the inability to lose weight and body fat. At the time that this podcast airs, we're getting ready for our April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge. This challenge will take place inside of the Goal Getters Group. It's only $9.99 per month to join the Goal Getters Group, plus you can try it out for free with a one-week free trial. Join the April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge as we work to implement a new blood sugar balancing hack every week in April. The challenge begins on Monday, April 1st, 2024, and is a 30-day month-long challenge. We will focus on a new habit each week to habit stack and create a better blood sugar balancing routine, focusing on more protein, veggies, vinegar, and movement. Each one of these hacks is designed to improve our metabolism, create better blood sugar balance, improved energy, reduce cravings, and work to lower overall blood sugar numbers to improve our blood work too. Join the challenge to have support and accountability with the other Goal Getters members along with guidance from your registered dietitian, me, Brittany. Join the Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge by joining the Goal Getters group with the link below in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Your Life Nutrition Podcast. I'm Brittany Libertor, your registered dietitian nutritionist and mindful eating dietitian. Here on the podcast, we will be answering your questions all about nutrition and wellness while breaking down nutrition misinformation and giving you the truth that you can apply to your life. We will focus on changing your habits and your mindset to help you become a healthier version of yourself and a more mindful eater. Let's ditch the diets forever, find food freedom where you can eat pizza and ice cream all without the guilt, learn how to create balanced meals and snacks, and reach your health and nutrition goals. Let's do this. Hey, I'm Brittany Libertor, your registered dietitian nutritionist and mindful eating dietitian. Welcome back, Katie. Welcome, welcome. It's good to be here. It's a nice day out. Yes. We are heading into spring, and I know that this brings up a lot of sensitivities for people, especially with like changing in clothing, which we did just talk about clothing in a previous episode and just clothing sizes and all that kind of stuff. But today we actually want to be talking about how focusing on health and nutrition in the wrong way might be leading to a fear of eating. And you might even fear eating at the wrong times. Like I have had discovery calls with potential clients before where they're just like, I don't know when to eat or how to eat or how much to eat. And there's just so much fear and anxiety around all of that, that that consumes us. And then we just kind of like end up throwing in the towel and we just do whatever we want because it's overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of people, it's just, it's it's difficult to kind of get past some of those roadblocks. But I think mm-hmm. when we talk about this today and we really kind of walk through it, I think it'll even remind us of some things and mm-hmm. hopefully it'll remind you of, of some things as well. Yeah. So Katie, can you just tell us a little bit about like your past experience with like fearing food? Like what what things like stress you out in regards to eating in the past, especially like in your disordered eating days? Yeah, I think a biggest thing would be like, oh, if I eat 
you know, a smaller breakfast and a smaller lunch, and then I eat, you know, a bigger dinner. Like, it, it would, I would have fear over maybe my order of mm-hmm. uh, my meals, of, like, um, thinking maybe, like, a smaller breakfast leads to weight loss, or a bigger breakfast leads to weight loss, and then having no dinner leads to weight loss. or mm. like, like skipping meals. Right, yeah. And I so I think that then turned into even more fear of, like, actual categories of food, right? Mm. You know, we always talk about this when we're on here. We say, okay, well, you know, fear of carbs or fear of, mm-hmm. you know, those those foods that, society has oftentimes deemed as not good foods Mm -hmm. so that fear just really spiraled out of control and and then it kind of led to a bizarre pattern of like i i am scared and terrified to eat x y and z yeah you had a lot of food rules yeah yeah around what you could eat or couldn't Uh eat can you give us like a specific example of maybe a food rule that you had or certain foods you avoided yes like i would not allow myself to eat ice cream like ever during the week Mm -hmm. um it was only a weekend food right you know or like strictly salads for dinner Mm -hmm. um only you know two eggs for breakfast Mm -hmm. like it was it was those specific detailed just like rules you know someone Mm -hmm. offered you a piece of candy when you were just you know at work or something. Hey, you want this Reese's cup? No, 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 I'm good. But in my head, it was immediate fear. And it was, no, I cannot eat this Reese's cup because Mm -hmm. this small little Reese's cup is going to make me gain 700 pounds. (laughs) Right. Right. We just like blew it out of proportion. (laughs) This is the most absolutely ridiculous thing I've ever thought of. Like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm What about you. Yeah. I think in the past I was very much focused on, and I feel like a lot of our listeners can probably relate was like going to the gym, being on the elliptical or the treadmill or whatever, and seeing how many calories I burned Mm -hmm. and then kind (laughs) of using that to think about how much I could or couldn't eat for the rest of the day based on that. Or thinking about undoing something I ate the day before, which is so exhausting. So I remember, um, this goes back to when I was in high school, actually, I was trying to lose some weight before prom dress shopping. (laughs) So this really takes me back here. But I remember like being on the elliptical at the YMCA for like an hour or more. And I would see like, okay, I burned like 800 calories. And then I'd be thinking about like what I ate all day long. And like, did that equate to 800 calories? Like I was always trying to like burn more than what I ate. And that was just such a terrible. Cause again, if I'm going to like work out on the on the elliptical for an hour like you are burning a lot of calories and I like needed to eat more than what I was even allowing myself to have and then eventually when I was like my body was just so hungry I found myself binging Hmm. I found myself I love pretzels and peanut butter Mm -hmm. and I found myself just having like no control over like how much I ate of that and it was all because of the fact that I didn't eat enough during the day you know, I felt like I was completely out of control of myself around chocolate or peanut butter or these these foods that I would snack on at night. But in reality, it was because, oh, I had like one small oatmeal packet for breakfast. That was like my breakfast. And then lunch, it was like this small salad with some like grilled chicken on it. 
and um, probably like no fat dressing, right? Like low fat dressing. (laughs) So not very much nutritionally there. And then I was like feeling completely out of control in the evening. And I see this a lot with like clients who start working with me where they're like, oh, I'm just going to eat this small yogurt for breakfast and this salad for lunch. And then they wonder why they have so many snack problems at night. And it's not because you don't have willpower or discipline. It's because your body's so hungry. And so I just... Vicious cycle. Yeah, it is a vicious cycle. Um, but kind of going along with like some other like fear things was bread. Bread was a huge one. I know bread was mm-hmm. a huge one for you. Like I could never make a sandwich unless it was on like one of those sandwich thins, right? <laughs> like, or I'd only have one piece. Or like a wrap. Like a wrap. A, yeah, a, and I love wraps. Like I don't think I know, there's anything I, wrong with that. But it's like, are you actually fearing like eating the bread? You know. I know. I would always eat like a lettuce wrap, and then I was like, this is what. Uh, like, it wasn't satisfying enough. Yeah, no. Yeah. I remember specifically this one time. It was in college, and I was visiting my friend at OU, and we mm-hmm. got to this concert. You know, whatever. We'd been out drinking, doing, and and I was like, I was like, I specifically ordered a lettuce wrap, and I look back at that time, and I'm like bizarre i'm like yeah like like your body in that moment like you know you're young you're hungry you're out with your friends you're doing all these things you're walking up and down hills yeah you know what i mean like you're in this environment Mm -hmm. going to a concert like you need something substantial in your body and in that moment i always think about that i don't know why that just came to my head but like never what do they call them they're like sandwiches me oh (laughs) like like a lettuce wrap yeah but there's like oh um (laughs) unwitch unwitch yes on on I'm like stop on witches. <laughs> no, and I again, no, I, I don't think there's anything wrong no, with those, not, but it's not, also no. in the context of your eating for the day. Like if yeah. you're gonna eat one of those and then feel like you're out of control with your eating at night, snack yeah. wise, okay, then maybe you didn't eat enough at Correct. lunch. Absolutely, you know. So you Are need they a to, great healthy option. Yes, yes, but it yeah, was just, it, it's like one of those things where like fear again, like it's the fear, was, like you couldn't have the bread. Right, like, like I was so. You demonized it. Yeah, I did. And yeah. I mean, that's not good. And no. I, it was to the point where like, and this was really in college when I was knee deep in my eating disorder, when this specific incident sure. was going on, when I was like starving myself, I, um, you know, I just, I, you think to those moments and you're like, I really was living in fear. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's a big question you have to ask yourself. Am I living in fear right now with food? Right. And if you are, why? Right. What is that trigger? What is causing you to feel that way? Yeah. And, and another example, too, is that I would, like, never allow myself to have sweets. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would get excited to go to a party. Yeah, same. Because I'd be like, oh, yeah. And plus you don't want to be... Cookouts. Right. And plus you don't want to be, like, singled out as this person who's, like, not having the cake or not having brownies or whatever. But then I was, like, finding myself, like, I couldn't stay away from the dessert table. Mm -hmm. I was just, like, going out for another cookie. I was eating another brownie. And then I felt disgusting after. shameful. So shameful. It felt like I had, like, sinned or something. Right, right. And... And I know I have had clients who are like, oh, I really overdid on the desserts at this party. And it's like, but if you're not giving yourself the food freedom to eat those foods at any other time and you're like restricting those and putting mm-hmm. so many food rules around eating those things, then when you do end up in those situations, it's like you get overly excited and because you like put those foods on a pedestal right. and have said like, oh, well, this is only like a food I can have every once in a while – or I couldn't really never have this food because it's not part of my plan, mm-hmm. then 
you really find yourself kind of out of control around them. And so that was a huge realization to me was like, I wanted to get like one of my goals in recovery was like, I don't, I want to be able to go to a party and enjoy myself and not feel like I'm focusing all on the food. Cause that was the thing too. It was like, I was like, probably wasn't socializing as well either. Cause it was so focused on eating or like, you know, focusing on, oh my gosh, I've already eaten so much food. And then I was like, well, it's my cheat day. And then after you're just like in so much guilt and shame. Yeah. And then when I think back, I'm like, a lot of that stuff I ate, like, I wasn't even my favorite. It wasn't that enjoyable. Like I was eating cookies to eat them. And it's like, because again, I would like now or allowed myself to have them. So now it's amazing that like I can eat a brownie on a random Wednesday. And when I go to a birthday party, it's like, or a party in general, I can actually look at the spread of food, whether it's desserts or other savory options and be like, what am I actually most excited to like eat right now? And I can bypass other cookies. Whereas before it's like, I felt like I had to try everything. Yeah. Because I would never allow myself to have those things before. So it is crazy. It's crazy how I would fear certain foods at certain times and then just like let the reins go at a, the, uh, you know, at other moments. And, and I, it was so stressful. Right. Everything you just described is really great because I think like I have like such vivid memories. Literally, as we sit here, Brittany and I, uh, she lives next door to my parents. Um, and so like I have all these vivid memories rush mm. back to me from like these childhood. specific childhood times mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and um, you know, I lived in a different house when I was younger. But, you know, everything really that I went through a lot of the times with my eating disorder was, you know, I moved in this neighborhood. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm going on a rant. But my whole full, come full circle is you think about the cookouts, you think about those memories mm-hmm. that have happened during those crucial times of mm-hmm. restriction. And, you know, when I think back to like one party in specific, I remember like people were coming over for 4th of July and I literally would not, it was either 4th of July or a different, I don't know, some holiday. And I wouldn't eat the whole day. Mm. And that, because I knew at the party I was going to eat and it was going to be a feast. Right. And it was like, you know, and it's, that's, to me now wild because it's mm-hmm. like I don't look at that that way mm-hmm. Brittany just celebrated her 30th birthday everybody mm-hmm. happy birthday to Brittany oh thanks <laughs> and, and you know it cracks me up because we go we had she has this wonderful spread her husband did it and um and you know all that foods out it was there. a surprise party I didn't throw myself <laughs> my own party just FYI for any of the listeners hey I, who doesn't like like to throw a party even though <laughs> it was fun <laughs> It was really fun. But, yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, there's all that food out there. And old me and old you would have been like, oh, my gosh, this is a perfect opportunity to have a binge. This right. is a perfect opportunity to just let loose and right. eat all the things, right. a lot of all the things. But what we do now is we just say, hey, I'm going to, like, am I hungry? Am I this or whatever? Right. Now, you know. Eating based on your hunger cues yeah. and your fullness cues yeah. and, like, honoring your body. It, it's okay and to have you, seconds. For sure. Yeah. For sure. If you're still hungry. Yeah. Like, like her mom makes this really good dill dip and I was like I was like man I was like this is some good stuff I was like I'm yeah. gonna have a little bit more of yeah this. yeah but I, I was hungry right but again like whereas before the old mindset was like I'm saving up the whole day to like eat at this one time and again I've said it before on the podcast like under eating leads to overeating yeah. so like you end up in this hangry situation when you get to the party you're so hungry and then again are you really enjoying the food number one because you're starving and number Mm -hmm. two like you're probably gonna end up eating a bunch of stuff that you don't even truly truly enjoy and that really isn't that worth it for you um or 
on the other side of things, I have worked with clients before where they're like, well, I'm going to eat before the party because like I want to eat my safe foods. And I had also done that. Like at different points in my journey, I would like make sure I could eat something, a safe meal or foods at my house that I had control over because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what was going to be offered at the party. And that would cause a lot of stress too because then right. I would be like, well, you can't have that. Nope, nope, that's no. Oh, good, good thing you ate before. And it's like, but then you were also missing out on those opportunities to enjoy whatever somebody prepared or whatever. So there's just there can just be so many food rules, especially around like parties and celebrations. Yeah. And I know we're kind of heading into summer and like cookout season and grad parties and weddings and all that kind of stuff. And I just think back to the how parties is such a good oh point that, that you was bring a big up. binge one it for was a me. big binge one for me yeah. too. I literally I would like be so full. I'm like that I do have a child. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. it's and and again just like thinking back to like the cake that I didn't really enjoy right. that much, but I would just eat it to like a crazy amount because you know I wouldn't allow myself to have it. Those cheesy potatoes that are like mm-hmm. other the, yeah. You know, the, that are at a lot yeah, of potlucks they're like and the, stuff. Yeah. They're the trademark for graduation mm-hmm. parties and stuff. And I remember just going like in on those potatoes like all the mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, the cheesy potatoes will still be there. Like the cheesy yes, potatoes are I not love that going you said that. <laughs> I, I so love that you said that because I think that's a huge, pe- a huge part of recovery for a lot of my clients yeah. who are recovering from emotional stress eating, binge eating, is that when you learn to nourish yourself adequately and like give yourself the proper nutrition it still takes time to break those binge eating habits right like you and I once we started eating more regularly throughout the day that's what helps set you up to stop binge eating but you are still in these habits for a while Mm -hmm. until you see that the binging starts to slow down and stop but you know going back to what we were saying with um you know the understanding that food is going to be there later. I think that's a big realization for a lot of people is like, we have this like last supper mindset or like we have this fear that food's not going to be there later. And I know we talked about this on a previous episode also, you know, not everyone lives in a privileged culture. And we do like to say, you know, we understand that for us in our circumstances, that food's going to be there another time. And that's not everyone's case based on food insecurity, but in most cases, you know, you can make that meal again. You can make that cookie again. You know, I was actually just talking with a client recently and she's like, you know what? I don't go, you know, I don't go hard on like the Christmas cookies anymore because I'm a baker. Like I can, I can make these cookies again if I want them on, you know, in July. Like (laughs) that's, that's the beauty of like knowing and understanding that these foods can be made again. Like they're not buying Reese eggs around Easter. Like they're, they're, you can buy them again. Like they're not going out of style, right, you so you don't have cup. to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's understanding that we don't need to fear food um, because food truly is nourishment. And I just it makes me so sad when I like see people who really struggle with this idea of like they're trying to eat super clean or healthy mm-hmm. during the day. And then they struggle with especially late night eating, I typically see, or snacking during the day just because they're not giving themselves enough nourishment at meals. And, you know, it's so crazy that when you start 
eating more regularly and eating adequately during the day, that the issues with late night eatings or overeating on the weekends dies down a lot because your body is now getting used to getting regular nourishment and isn't in this like, you know, crazed state of like, oh my gosh, like I haven't gotten enough food. And so now I'm going to end up overeating. So yeah, I, you know, I want to share a a little story. I recently was, you know, I was with someone and they were like, they're like, is that enough protein? And I was like, no, like, I'm fine. Like, 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 and it occurred to me in that moment, like, like what I'm eating is like fulfilling me. Right. Mm. Because I'm listening to all these like cues and signals in my head. So it's like, you know, I think a lot of times we listen to other people. Like, Mm. let's say you're in a social setting or maybe your coworkers like, Mm -hmm. Hey, is that enough on your plate? Or is this, do you need, do you want more? Or do you want like, do you need less? Mm -hmm. Like, like, I just think it's really important because I think it can drive fear Mm -hmm. if you are listening to other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think in that moment I was like, no, like, this is a bountiful salad I just made mm-hmm. with like, you know, chickpeas and all kinds of different things. And mm-hmm. granted, it was like lunchtime. Like, and to me, I'm not a big meat person. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, as long as you're getting enough protein, like, you know what, you know what the good protein yeah, is. Yeah, and right. totally. I mean, it's like, a myth. It's but, a myth that being vegan or vegetarian, you can't right, get enough protein. Yeah. You definitely have to be mindful about how you get it, but you can yeah. certainly still meet but your protein But it was just needs. interesting because I feel like a lot of times, like, that has also dr- been a driving factor in my fear. Right. Because it's like somebody told me, you know, I mean, growing up, my mom was always funny about certain foods. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Or I say, like, both my mom and dad, like, they were just, like, conscious about, like, certain, like, bread stuff. And mm-hmm. and to me, I'm like, you know I mean? They eat it, right? But I don't know. I just, I think it, like, maybe made me be fearful of carbs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think it's really important to just listen to yourself and say, hey, I mean, am I full and happy right now? Mm-hmm. Is this food really serving me? Mm-hmm. I don't need to fear this. I don't need to go home and go buy a chicken like yeah <laughs> right like I just think you have to really just have that come to Jesus moment with yourself well and I think that also comes with like the confidence of working with a dietitian like you yes, know based on absolutely. like our work together in mm-hmm. the coaching program and Very my helpful. other clients like they're like I'm not so worried about the food anymore because they build the confidence through the coaching program to know like what they need to nourish their bodies well and once you have the tools it's really becomes second nature once we build those habits on, okay, this is what balanced meals and snacks look like for you during the day. And also something I work really closely with my clients on is that when we have our check-ins together, I ask them like, what meals and snacks did your body feel best with? Which ones did they not feel best with? That's kind of a new component of the coaching program. But together we're able to identify like, oh, they didn't feel that great with that meal, maybe because there wasn't enough protein or maybe because they didn't include enough color and produce or whatever. Mm -hmm. But being able to pinpoint like this is what your body feels best with. And that's going to look different from person to person based upon your metabolism, your activity, your hormones, all of that. So, you know, We can create so much fear around eating, around different foods, maybe about different, um, you know, dietary practices or, you know, 
dare I say diets, but kind of what you were saying, you know, we can be easily influenced by social media. We can be easily influenced by other people who have their own food opinions. And I'll say it again. I've said it before. Just because you eat does not give you permission to educate other people on how they should nourish their bodies. Like if you're not a dietitian, it does not give you the authority to consult and like educate other people about just because you eat. So, um, yeah, a lot of people can create, again, a lot of fear around, well, my, you know, coworkers doing super well with keto and they're losing a lot of weight. So that must be a good way to do it. And it's like, well, you need to identify what's going to be realistic for you, your lifestyle and what you enjoy. And so again, we can become fearful out of like being afraid to do the wrong Thing. So I just wanted to give an example, another example um, of, of eating. So there was this woman who was really struggling with late night eating. She had actually been on a weight loss journey of like 300 pounds. Like she had lost a substantial amount of weight and I don't know her full, full story, but she was Mm -hmm. saying like, I'm really struggling with late night eating. I just don't understand why. Like, you know, and we were diving deeper and I don't really think it was anything stress or emotionally related. And here I come to find out that she wasn't eating enough during the day. She was eating, like we were mentioning before, very small breakfast, small lunch, moderate dinner. And she wasn't fueling her body with enough food. And so she was waking up in the middle of the night to eat. And that to me was like, that's a a huge red red flag. flag. And that was like, well, your body is literally trying to keep you alive and it's trying to signal you that you need to eat more. And then again, you know, we, we adjust, if we work to adjust eating more um, consistently throughout the day and enough food eating adequately, like a lot of times those other issues are going to be solved. So I just wanted to kind of point that out there because, you know, people can be really afraid to eat food out of fear of weight gain, right? You know, you could be like, well, I think I'm going to gain weight if, you know, I have, you know, not just a Greek yogurt for breakfast, but if I'm going to add nuts in there, oh, that's fat and oh, that's more calories. And it's like, but it's more important about how we're pairing foods together and how we're nourishing our bodies in general. And I think back to those days when I would eat so little and I was way more active than I am now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like I should have been eating way more food to sustain all my workouts. And I also think, man, what a bummer. I could have eaten a lot more food. See, I, I think about that too. Like, it's so funny. Cause like now I'm like, not like, I'm not like as obsessed with working out. Like I do it because I truly like enjoy it. Like, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Like the last few weeks, like I really have only ran once. Yeah. I've been going, I just moved. Like I've been going through like a lot. My sister's getting married next week. So, yeah. But it was just great. Like all wonderful life happenings and changes. Yeah. And, and in those moments, and we've talked about this before, it is okay to give yourself grace yeah. and love and Absolutely. say, this is fine. Like it's all good. Right. Um, and on vacation, I'll hopefully get to work out and have fun and mm-hmm. do all those good things. Yes. So anyways, um, but I do, I just think it's so difficult when y- you go through these, these times and all that kind of stuff and you put mm-hmm. all this pressure on yourself. And then you have fear and you have uh, shame and guilt. And it's like, do not do that. Mm -hmm. It's so difficult to go to say, I'm not going to do that, but you just have to take a step back. Mm -hmm. And I think really ask yourself, um, you know, am I going through my day and am I eating enough in the morning? 
am I so, like starting myself mm-hmm. off in, in in the right way? And maybe yeah. maybe you don't like a big breakfast. I don't know, right? I mean, this is right. more of Brittany can talk on behalf of that kind of stuff, right? Right, but. Um, Doing what works for you, I think, is important. Right. Everyone's going to have their own rhythm in in regards Mm -hmm. to eating and snacks and exercise and stuff. But you have to find what works for you, what your body feels best with. And also, like, identifying that there's going to be changes in your day. Like, even this morning before Katie and I recorded this podcast, I went on a run. Like, so I had a snack and then I had breakfast after my run, even though breakfast ended up being at like 10 a.m. when I would never eat. Like normally I'm always eating breakfast at 7. But when you learn to nourish your body well, you learn to adapt those things mm-hmm. as a part of your day so that you can still make sure you're nourishing enough. So, ah. Uh. So much great stuff today. Um, We just really want everyone to know that you should not be fearful when it comes to food and that food really is not the enemy. Uh, Food is fuel and should be incorporated well into your day-to-day routine so that you can feel well and meet your health and nutrition goals. So we really hope you found this information to be helpful. And Katie, can you tell people where they can go and find and follow you? Yes, I'm on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you just look up my name, Katie Tursek, you'll find me. Awesome. Well, we continue to plan to release a new podcast episode together every other week about all things food, food freedom, uh, past disordered eating, and just how you can heal yourself on this journey as well. And we will look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Yes. See you guys then. Bye. Do you struggle with figuring out what foods to eat and how to meal plan? Maybe it's stress or emotional eating, not feeling comfortable in your clothes, feeling overwhelmed with weight gain, or maybe you need to lower your blood pressure, blood sugar, or cholesterol. If you answered yes to any of those questions, I would love to help you. To learn more about working with me, either one-on-one or to join our private accountability group called the Goal Gutters Group, head to my website, www.yourlifenutrition.org. If you want to have a free discovery call to see if we'd be a good fit to work together, fill out the coaching application and I will contact you to set up our call and we can see which option would work best for you. On the Your Life Nutrition website, you will also find recipes, testimonials, and other blog posts that you might find helpful on your journey. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to follow along with more things Your Life Nutrition, you could check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Your Life Nutrition, where I love to post daily inspiration to help you become a healthier version of yourself.